Now, Rob, I'm sure very many Ugandans would want to know where does your love story with the Pearl of Africa start from? Very simple. Oli Otia, by the way. And I apologize for my accent. I started coming to Uganda in 2005. I was um, leading a group of British teenagers on a tour around East Africa. I primarily was focusing on Kenya, but the people who did the Overland tour, the kind of thing that loads of Mazungus do, said, you've got to come to Uganda as well. We'll go to Jinja and you can go rafting on the Nile. And I fell in love with the place straight away because obviously I, I'd been to Kenya a couple of times and I, I like the people there. And I just couldn't believe how green, uh, how beautiful it was, how friendly the people were. I was leaning out the bus going, Ole Otia, Ole Otia, Muzungu. And all the kids were laughing and joking along. And I just met some brilliant people. And from there, I, I always told everyone when I came back to Britain, Uganda is one of the friendliest places I've ever been. And I used to come back year after year for, for, my, for the charity event that I organized. It was basically for young British teenagers who were finding life difficult I wanted to I fully funded it and it was taking them out of their comfort zone and taking them somewhere where they would see a completely different perspective of life that's where it all started and uh, since then you've been frequently coming to Uganda many times although with COVID I haven't done my charity project for a few years so my last trip was for the World Cross Country Championships which was at the Kololo Independence yeah. Grounds in Kampala in 2017 which was absolutely brilliant and again everyone connected with the athletics was surprised that I knew just Oliotia and I was comfortable in the environment um, but I loved it and it was a good advert for Uganda crowds went wild because if you remember Joshua went wild at the start of the race and then completely blew up but he learned a lot from that race and then later that summer he finished second behind Mo Farah yeah. in London at the World Championship so yeah the last time I've been was 2017 and, and, and the government are talking about bringing me over and that would be amazing I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to come around October time and, and of course the first time you came to Uganda did you ever think that Uganda had very good uh, track and field athletes like Josh and Jacob and uh, Peruth and all the likes not really because the, the time the, the years that I was coming you were looking at the likes of uh, Boniface Kiprop who was a pretty decent cross country runner then you had Moses Kipsiro doing really well at the Commonwealth Games in, in Delhi the first Ugandan athlete that I remembered watching taking a gold was Dorcas Dorcas Inzakuru winning the inaugural women's steeplechase in the pouring rain in Helsinki in 2005 so I knew you had good athletes but I didn't really think that you would be in a position to challenge the Kenyans to the extent with which you have and, and I think Dorcas was important I think Boniface Kiprop was important so too was Moses Kipsiro great cross country runner and then of course you had Stephen Kipritich winning the Olympic marathon in 12 and then winning the world title the year after so the platform was laid down from that moment but what Joshua and Jacob Kiplimo have done and what Perith Chemetai has done great brave bronze last night by the way I don't think she was going to win that race anyway but it was a good medal I think what they've done is taken things to another level and I think it's really important I think with Joshua and Jacob in particular they are two once in a generation athletes mm. and even though you're going to discover more good athletes in the future this is really rare what, what you in Uganda have at the moment and they are a very powerful tool through which you can change the wider world's perception of Uganda so it's really important that you utilize their time in the spotlight to shine a light on Uganda and say listen you've got to come here you've got to come for holiday don't just think about Kenya. Don't just think about Ethiopia when you think of East Africa. Don't don't think that you, 
you've got to go to Tanzania and, and climb Kilimanjaro. Come to Kampala, come to Jinja, come to our area. You know, this is the Pearl of Africa. So you've got a really important opportunity here that you must make good use of. Well, of course, uh, I know you've been to East Africa, you've been to Kenya, you've been to Tanzania, you've been to Uganda and all these other African countries. Where is the difference uh, between probably Uganda and all these other neighbors or direct competitors, especially in long distance running? If, I, if I'm reading the country correctly, you have a very, very large passion for football in Uganda, which is great. If you cross over the border into Kenya and in Ethiopia, yeah, they, they like the Premier League there. But without question, if you're Kenyan or Ethiopian, without question, they want to be runners, not footballers. And I think perhaps, I might be wrong, but my perception is that there are still quite a lot of kids in Uganda who would like to be footballers. The more they see the likes of Chemetai, Jacob Kiplimo and Joshua winning medals, the higher the percentage of young people who will want to be runners will, will become. And the bigger, therefore, the bigger the pool of talent you'll have to draw on. I think that's the biggest difference at the moment. Kenya and Ethiopia would both say they are the land of runners. You're not there yet, but you're getting there. And you think what uh, Joshua is building in Captura would probably one day bridge the gap? Well, it can help because you've got to have a centre of excellence. What you don't want really is you don't want all these great Ugandan kids going off and running in Kenya. Joshua's been able to do what he's done in Uganda, helped by Adi Ruta, who's a world-class yeah. coach, and, uh, and um, Jacob as well. I think it's important that there's somewhere within Uganda where you can look at these kids and say, okay, this one's ready. This one, not quite ready, but might be soon. So the, the more funding that can be put in place to help Joshua build that training center, the better it will be. Yeah, then I don't know if you've really noticed it. You have Kenya, predominantly uh, long distances and middle distances. You have Ethiopia, predominantly long distance runners. You have the Americans um, and the West Africans, uh, predominantly short distance runners. Those Americans are trying to bridge the gap by bringing in Africans for the long distances and all that. But before we had all these long distance runners, actually Uganda was a country that uh, used to pride itself in short distance runners. An area that uh, we've uh, not paid a lot of attention to recently, yet you believe if we probably paid both attention, attention to both long distance and short distance, then maybe it would be a force to reckon with. Possibly. I mean, yeah, you've got Nakai who became the world champion in the 800 meters. And of course, if you go back 40, 50 years, John Akibui, one of the great Ugandan athletes of all time, you know, over, over the one lap, over the hurdles. So yes, it's possible. But if I'm honest, your better chances of medals, some in middle distance, maybe. Your best chance of medals at the moment is coming from distance races. You've, I know you've got a male, uh, young, big lad made the 200 meter final. He's going to struggle to get a medal. He's done really well to make the final, really well to make the final. But you are right, the, the goalposts are changing a little bit. I mean, who would have thought that a Kenyan would come to the Commonwealth Games and win the 100 meter title? And Ferdinand Omanyala is in the top 10 fastest men in history. And he's Kenyan and he's running 100 meters and he's making it look effortlessly easy. So it is possible. But I would focus on what your strengths are, and your strengths at the moment lie in a little bit middle distance, but primarily the long stuff and the roads. And also, you know, I think um, the point should be made that the kind of the biggest figure of all at the moment for you is Joshua, and he and he's, he's perfect for that kind of almost like an ambassadorial role. But Jacob is an extraordinary talent. This kid is 21. He's the world half marathon champion, the world half marathon record holder, cross country silver behind Joshua. 
Joshua in 2019. He's just won the Commonwealth title and he's just gone back-to-back -back bronze medals and he's done all that and he still hasn't turned 22. When he starts running marathons, that could be very, very, very exciting for Uganda. Do you think it was a good thing for him to come for the Commonwealth Games where Joshua Cheptegui wasn't competing? Because many believe uh, every time you go for races, he's always in the shadow of Joshua. Well, yeah, that's possible. But remember, Joshua ran the half marathon world champs mm -hmm. in 2020 and he was beaten by Jacob. Uh, but by, by I mean, on the track especially. Yeah. Because um, even if you remember the silver, Joshua won in Tokyo. I mean, Joshua was fifth while Jacob was second and uh, he ran and beat him to the silver while Jacob settled for bronze. Well, I think that rivalry is quite good domestically and internationally if it can propel both of them to the global podium, which, which, it, which it's done for the last two years. So I don't think it's a bad thing, but I do think it's significant that without Joshua here, Jacob had his time to shine and he really dominated that race. He bossed that race tactically as well as with his pace. So it was exciting to see him do that. So I, I think they could have some great battles to come. Put it this way, Joshua knows when he goes to Hungary next year to try and defend that title, one of his biggest rivals for the gold is his teammate. That will keep him on his toes. And of course, uh, lastly, as uh, we wind up, uh, back to you now. Ugandans think you enjoy commentating races where they're Ugandans and you always hope that uh, they, they should win. Is that so? Yeah, of course. I mean, of course, you have a, a natural affinity with an area, then you want them to do well. And, and I know what a difference those victories make to the morale of the people. So, yeah, when I'm getting excited about Cheptegai or Kiplimo or, or, um, or Chemitai, my excitement is absolutely genuine. And I cannot wait to come to Uganda uh, later this year because it's going to be strange for me because people are telling me that I'm sort of known in Uganda yes, and and uh, and all these other times I've been I've had an amazing time and no, no one knew who I was so that's going to be strange for me but I'm looking forward to well, that probably because they, they fall in love with the voice and not, not the person so well I mean yeah and also remember when I first started coming in 2005 2006 I was not really doing any commentary then. I only started in 2007. The other thing that's important for me to say is speak to the government. I don't ever want to make money out of coming to Uganda. I did a promotion with... Um Nile special from my house in um, in Britain and initially they were talking about paying me a fee but I spoke to my wife about that and I said I'm a little bit uncomfortable here uh, yeah it'd be nice to make some some US dollars but we then decided that if there were going to be opportunities for me in Uganda that I should not benefit from them financially so I did the advert for, for them and I asked them instead of giving me the fee I asked them to put the fee towards Joshua's training camp so it's quite important for, for me for, for that the, my passion for Uganda is genuine and I don't ever want it to cross that line where there's confusion about whether I'm passionate because I love the country or whether I'm passionate because someone's paying me so if there's anyone out there who wants to wants me to speak in journalism schools uh, in universities in Uganda tell them to speak to the government and the government will arrange a trip for me I don't want any money I'm, I'm, I just want to come and, and help Ugandans make the most of the opportunity they've got with the likes of Cheptegai and Kiplimo and Chemitai in the spotlight Outside track and fields uh, or outside athletes which other discipline do you follow? Snooker uh, I don't know whether Ugandans are even familiar with no, snooker 
mostly pull job. Okay, so I, I cover a lot of snooker in in, uh, in the winter time because I'm I don't have a staff job. I'm self-employed. In the winter I do snooker. In the summer I do athletics. And uh, my hobbies running, which is why I love athletics, and watching films. Okay, allow me extend an invitation. I thought you'd mention soccer in between there. Allow me extend an invitation. The next time you're in Uganda or the next time you're in Kampala, I want to invite you to a football game for one of uh, for the best team in Uganda called KCCA, Kampala Captures Authority Football Club. Oh, that sounds good. And listen, if you get me a team sheet, I'll do the commentary. <laughs> We'll think about that. But at least uh, uh, we, we would love to, to have you at one of our games at the MTN Omondi Stadium in Logogo. Yeah, I would I would love that. I'll, I'll come and have a couple of beers and, and watch the football. And uh, yeah, I just I just want to go running and meet you. And, and I just want to come back. It's a great place. And I'm, I'm just curious to see how... I genuinely am curious to see how many people will actually know who I am. <laughs> no, maybe, or probably with a few media visits here and there, then people will eventually have to put their face to the nail. Well, I look forward to that. And uh, hopefully the government will we'll lay on an opportunity for me to come and uh, come back to your great country. Thank you very much, Rob. Santa Santa.